welcome to another episode of Living an Ultralife. This one will be recorded with my beautiful Yikma in my lap. So if there's noise and if you hear meowing here soon, that's because Yikma has decided she wants to be in my lap. So this episode is about what do you do after an endurance race? It's, yeah, I call it the aftermath of an endurance race as a part-time athlete. And I envy pro athletes that after an endurance race can rest and recover with lots of other professionals. It's one of the things that I don't have that advantage and I'm not a professional. And so it's just amazing what happens when you're a part-time athlete, how the recovery method goes. So I recently finished a 24-hour endurance race. You know, Sunday at 8 a.m., we went and stopped in at a friend's so I could take a shower. And then we had a four-hour drive home, and I slept off and on in the passenger seat of our minivan. When my wife and I got home, I think I had registered a full two hours of sleep in the over 30 hours that I had now been awake. We unpacked the van. We hung up our tent and tailville dry around our tiny condo. And I tried eating some regular food instead of aid station fare. By 7 o'clock that night, I had spilled my plate of grilled chicken, and I think I had potatoes on the, with it. And I'm not sh- quite sure, but it had tilted over, and I'd spilled some on the floor, and, and I was just drooling like an idiot. By 8 p.m., I had tried to do some stretches and yoga to ease the discomfort in all my muscles and decided to head off to bed. And I slept hard for two hours, and then I was fully awake. And... <laughs> I was awake enough that I kind of wandered out to the living room and I put my running shoes on. And before I headed out the door, I remembered that, what the hell are you doing, you idiot? That whole night was kind of spent like that. You know, I would fall asleep hard. I mean, like out cold. And an hour later, I'd be up. So the next morning, I woke up at my usual 5 a.m. Wake up body clock alarm, which is called Yikma. Uh, That's my body clock alarm. And uh, I got out of bed, did a little, I said, I, I'm going to go do a short stretching walk because I knew I had meetings beginning at 8.30. And I, all, and I thought I headed out the door to do some stretching walks, but I guess I didn't. So, you know, it was one of those things that is like, oh my gosh. So I, yeah, I headed out to work. I had some, you know, sales calls to do and everything. And I just was so out of sorts. It was, I found out later that it was actually a federal holiday. Your brain just ain't working after an endurance event. And that's what it kind of looks like. I mean, the aftermath of an endurance event for 95% for, for 95% of the athletes who do these things is a balancing act as you navigate trying to take care of your body, beginning the next block of training, being an attentive spouse or significant other. And of course, you have to earn a living. You know, there's no massage therapists at the gym waiting on us. There's no crew professionals waiting on us to make sure we're eating correctly. And there's no professional analysis of our race after it. For most runners, the aftermath of an endurance race is worse than the race itself. But there's hope. There are ways to recover like a pro with your limited schedule and to keep moving forward in the direction that endurance runners only move relentlessly forward. So this is kind of what I do after I get done moaning to my wife about my irregular sleep and aching body. And I know that the best thing I can do in order to get back out doing what I love is just to utilize a couple of recovery tools that have made all the difference in my enjoyment of these ridiculous long-distance running events love. The following are just simple tools that can be used by anybody and for the most part won't cost you any money. 
Most of these are adapted from a Training Peaks article, The Best Recovery Practices for Endurance Athletes, Nutrition and Sleep, which should give you a hint of the two biggest things you can do to recover from an endurance event. After a big race or training, you're going to be ravenously hungry. Count on it. The worst thing you can do at this point is do what I deeply desire to do. I want to sink into a comfy chair and eat everything that surrounds me, and then I want to call out for pizza, burgers, and beer. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a nutrition plan when I finish these things. It's eat, feed me, Alex. I mean, I want food. The best nutrition immediately following either of these scenarios is something that will replace fluid, electrolytes, carbohydrates, and protein. Any endurance event or a long run, those are the best things you're going to do. If you're like me, your stomach may not be happy with you after 20, 24 to 36 hours of drinking calories, snacking on junk food, and downing lots of caffeinated drinks to keep you awake for long periods. I have found that combining real food with plain water often settles my stomach and allows me to begin getting everything back into balance. As the Training Peaks article explains, find ways to get antioxidants, medium chain triglycerides or MCT, and L-glutamine into your system. So broccoli, potatoes, spinach, and car carrots are high in antioxidants. You really need these to get your body back in balance. MCT can be found in coconut oil, butter, milk, yogurt, and cheese. Chicken, fish, lentils, and beans are common sources of L-glutamine. So anything that you can do to put those things back into your body is the key to decreasing your recovery time. The key is putting the correct foods into your body. That is going to be a struggle for everybody because you know, when you're done with an endurance event or a long, long training run, the last thing you want to do is put something good into your belly. You want to just put food into your belly. Don't do it. I, I have learned the hard way. 51 ultra marathon finishes. And I am finally beginning to learn what to put in my belly after a race. So the second area the Training Peak article touches on is sleep. Anything you can do to improve your sleep quality first, I, and I'm going to say your sleep quality first and your quantity second, it's going to aid in your recovery. After all, you just jacked your whole system up by not sleeping for 24 to 36 hours or more. Don't expect that falling asleep in your car on the way home will fix everything. You know, it's one thing when you start using a brand of clothing and you totally fall in love because the clothes are made awesome and you're running all the time. But it's another thing when that brand of clothing also has a mission that is giving back to this world and is doing something to take care of one of the major problems and that's sex trafficking. Every sale goes towards fighting sex trafficking. So 3nailsclothing.com, check out the link in the show notes or use LAUL24 at checkout and get 15% off. One of the biggest keys to sleep quality is what you do before falling asleep. I wrote about this in a 2021 article called How Sleep Quality and Running Performance Are Linked. And the number one tip I gave in that article applies even more when it comes to recovery. Eliminate blue light emitters at least an hour before you go to bed and do not allow these emitters into your bedroom. A blue light emitter is your cell phone, it's your tablet, it's your television, it's anything that is a screen emits blue lights. Also, believe it or not, the color temperature of the lights in your house make a huge difference. 
please, please, I'm begging you, put 2,700 Kelvin to 3,000 Kelvin lighting in your bedrooms and your sleep quality will go up a ton. Also, try to sleep in a cooler environment and try to get it as dark as humanly possible. So that means you got to eliminate a lot of lights. You know, it's it's tough, but the more you can kind of create that cave-like environment, in other words, really, really dark, really, really cool, and no light, the better you're going to sleep. The better quality that you get, the better quantity you get, the better recovery you're going to have. So my third area is to concentrate on movement of any sort. I'll take a walk with my beautiful forever girlfriend after endurance events for a couple of reasons. One, she has just tolerated me doing something for 24 to 36 hours and also jacked up her body by trying to support me for that 24 to 36 hours. It's nice to just spend a little time where she doesn't feel like she has to keep up with me and my pace because I do walk sort of fast. So we go for just a stroll and hold hands and we talk and I spend time with her. I try to give her as much attention as humanly possible while moving my very sore and jacked up body. She enjoys it too because I'm not moving as fast. The week after a big event or a training run, I allow myself to move slower and not be in a hurry. There's a lot of times I won't even start my GPS watch and I ignore how many miles or what pace I'm moving at. I do lots of yoga and stretching, which kind of freaks my coworkers out. And I just take everything really slow. Yes, I do have some tools. I have a lacrosse ball to roll my feet on. It really feels nice if you put it in the freezer and then roll your foot on it. I use an old-fashioned stick to just roll out sore quads, IT bands, and calf muscles. I do have a massage gun, and I use it to go deeper than my non-electric tools. There are tools. The Normatec boots, I used them after one race. And I think I had a benefit of it. I'm not really sure, but there are a lot of people who swear by them. And, you know, if it works for you, fantastic. Get yourself a pair of Normatech boots. Whatever you can do to recover quicker as somebody who is not a full-time athlete, more power to you. If you want to invest in, in the recovery tools, invest in the recovery tools. So the final tip I'll give you is to change your landscape. So if you've just run on pavement, go find a dirt trail. If you've just been with hundreds of other crazy people, go find some solitude. A change in your landscape will help you begin to recover mentally. These are all the physical tools that don't take spending money or anything else to be able to recover well from your event. But there's one more we don't really talk about. And this is kind of the forgotten and not often talked about recovery tool. This last tool is mental recovery. So, interestingly enough, I read a Washington Post article in 2014 when I was traveling around the nation in sales, and I was running like half marathons and marathons this before I caught the ultra running bug, and I was able to find it online, and so you can enjoy it also. It's the Washington Post article. It's called Post Marathon. For the endurance racer, recovery is mental too. There's a certain high you get when you're racing. It doesn't matter the distance. When the race is finished, the race is finished. So you get this high no matter what the distance is that you're racing. But when the race is finished, the race is finished. 
Now, we all know athletes, and I'm guilty of this. We finish a race, and as we're finishing the race, we're busy signing up for another race that we haven't even left the one we just finished, and we're signing up for the next race. Running races are addictive. There's so many things that are happening that can bounce your emotions and your your self-worth up high by running a race. People are cheering you on as you run. There's cowbells. There's a huge sense of accomplishment as you come across that line. And I don't care whether your line is in the middle of the mountains or whether your line is, you know, in Chicago at the marathon. There are people around and they're cheering for you because you just finished something really, really difficult. That can get addictive. But see, what happens is then, wham, like a brick wall, your race is finished. And now you need to come back to earth. You got to put your work clothes on and become a non-runner again. So recovering mentally is a monumental task, but it can be summed up in one phrase. Be kind to yourself. Seriously, it doesn't get more complicated than that. To begin your mental recovery, be kind to yourself. Whether it was a marathon, your first ultra marathon, a 100 miler, a 24 hour endurance event, you did it. Congratulate yourself. Cheer yourself. Now come back to earth by being kind to yourself. Reconnect with life. Reconnect with your family and friends. Read a good book or two. Be kind to yourself in any and all ways. Realize that you're taking a tiny step back mentally from intensely training for something and then going out and doing it. Because there is a huge mental buildup to training and then actually doing the race. And now you've got to take a step back. you got to take a deep breath. you got to refocus. And for all those ordinary human beings that are blessed to be able to go out and do amazing things with their body and their spare time, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Go out and find that next mountain to climb, that next distance to run, the next adversity to overcome. Because you're amazing and you're capable of amazing things. So after you accomplish all those amazing things, concentrate on being kind to yourself and to those around you. That's it for this week's episode of Living an Ultralife. Thanks for listening. 